moment, we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 2 and reading the first 12 verses. And uh, I, I would imagine this morning that uh, you're all pretty thankful for the light. Uh, can, can you imagine... Can you even imagine what it would be like to be without light? So some this morning may be feeling like you are walking in darkness. So some of you may feel like that. And, and darkness is very invasive in the human spirit. But I am so, so, so glad for the light bulb. <laughs> I, 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 I just like to invite you sometime. Um, usually we, we open the doors every day, Monday through Friday, around 7.38. And... Uh, the doors are open till about three in the afternoon here. And um, if you just need this, just kind of find a place of quiet, a, a place of solitude, a place of to pray, a, a, a place to maybe just talk with God. Um, I, I just invite you to come um, and, and just have those moments. Uh, there's something about sitting here in the quietness and praying and reflecting. And, and there's something about coming here, especially when the lights aren't on. Because if, if you come up and kind of get it from this perspective, you, you see these stained glass windows. And, and one says, I am the way, the truth. In the life. One of the stained glass windows says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the vine. I am the son of God. I am the door. I am the alpha and the omega. And there's something about the light that comes through these windows when it's dark that just kind of speaks if you take time to listen, um, I shouldn't tell you this. I don't know. Should I tell him? I don't know. When when we lived uh, overseas on the island called Reunion, and it um, is next to Madagascar, so it kind of helps you see where we're at. Very, um, very much Catholic-oriented communities. One, one day I was driving up to our house up, up the mountain and, and uh, I, I saw this uh, Catholic church. And, and what, what I really like about at least the Catholic church is the doors are open almost all the time. You, you can almost count on it. Okay? I, I like that. And, and uh, 
I stopped and I pulled I pulled in the parking lot. I I went in to I went into the Catholic Church. Okay, folks, and and there was nobody there. And uh, I saw the stained glass windows. And I saw the beauty of the light come through. And I just sat there and I prayed. And I experienced the beauty and the presence of the Lord there. And then I wanted to see how the acoustics were in the church. So I started singing. And they were bouncing all over the place. It was just great acoustics. Later on, I told one of my Catholic friends about about that. And he said, you did what? (laughs) I said, oh, it was beautiful to experience the light coming through those windows and experience the affirmation that God was there. The scripture this morning is all about the light. Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 12. Could we read it together and stand in honor of God's word as we read it? After Jesus was born... In Bethlehem and Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi, or wise men, from the east came to Jerusalem, and they asked, This king, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? I like that. We saw his star... In the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all of the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law or the scripture, he asked them where the Christ or the Messiah was going to be born. And they said in Bethlehem, in Judea. For this is what the prophet has already written. You, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least amongst the rulers of Judah. For out of you there is going to come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Herod called the Magi then secretly together and found out from them exactly when the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, you go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, then report to me so that I can go and worship him as well. After they heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshipped him, Jesus. And they opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts of gold, 
of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back the same way they had come to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. It's God's word. It's a great word. Let it speak to us today through his spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Those who have studied the heavenly objects, uh, scientists, uh, astronomers, they, they don't know exactly what it was. There's some hypothesis as to what it may have been. Those who have studied the stars say, yes, there was a time in history when there was a heavenly phenomenon, a starburst uh, over Bethlehem. They have said that. The scripture says that this star, it was named uh, in the Greek Asteros. Uh, when I think about that name in the Greek, Asteros, immediately I think of the word asteroid. Uh, an asteroid is, is an object that uh, goes through the air, and, and the only way that you can see either an asteroid or a comet is if you, you have the sun shining upon it. It is a reflection of the sunlight. If it really was a star, then a star is, is, is that which has the gases or all the fuel within itself. And, and a star uh, shines. Uh, the, the closest the star to our solar system is uh, the sun, and it evidently shines. It sheds forth light. We, we don't know if it really was an asteroid or a comet or, or a star. We just know... That it was shining. And, 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 and what I understand this morning is that this star is an important star. Because if we understand what we're reading this morning, the first thing that stands out about this star is that it was a guiding star. It was giving Direction for these wise men, these magi from either Persia or Babylon, somewhere in the west, uh, uh, moving towards the east. They were given direction to where Jesus was. There's something about having the right kind of directions. And it was a star for them. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for all the churches. Jesus speaking, I am the root and the offspring of David, and I am the bright morning star. You see, it was a directing star. Now, if I took a survey this morning and I would ask you in the last week, how many of you have used a star 
for direction, I don't think I'd get a big response. See, we, we've kind of lost the understanding of the stars. The stars, for them, gave direction. You know, we, we're, we've settled for satellite systems. We've settled for maps. We've settled for GPS systems. And I've talked to a few of you. You've heard my story about the GPS. I've heard a few of your stories, too. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know what? I want to throw my GPS out the window, too, at one time. There's something about the stars. There was something about this star that gave direction to where Jesus would be. It was seen in the east and it provided as a guide to give direction from the west. Uh, Mary Lou and I uh, have have invited you uh, at different times to our home and you feel that that invitation is a standing invitation. Uh, If if you want to drop in, you you feel that 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 invitation is um, still extended to you in year two. Um, we, We haven't gotten worn out, tired out with you, we'd still like you to come. But if, if you come into our home and you sit down with us for a little while, you will notice that we have two fairly large paintings on, on our wall. They are paintings of chapels in the forest. In fact, they're they're called the forest chapels. They are they are paintings by a man by the name of Thomas Kincaid. And some of you know that name immediately. He is called the the painter of of light because in all of his paintings, he has one part of that painting that emanates with light. And, and whenever you see that painting and you see that light, you're, you're, you're drawn to that. It gives you direction, particularly to where, where the light is. And often as I have looked at those paintings of those forest chapels, I've thought of this. What if I were someone lost out in that forest? And it's dusk. It's getting about dark. But there is this little light coming through those stained glass windows. My heart would be warmed if I were lost and I knew I could go to a place where there would be protection and care. What this light was doing, it was pointing in the direction of Christ for these magi where they would find a Savior. The second thing that that I see this morning is this, that this star not only is a guiding star, a directing star, but it is a unique star. It it is not any star just kind of flung out there. It is it's a special star. It, it in fact, is is a, a, a different kind of star. It's peculiar what, what I think I hear in our world right now is the world wants everybody just to be kind of the same. 
In fact, the Bible says that that the world wants to conform us or squeeze us into the world's mold. And, And we're all the same. This star was a unique star. It stood out. It was a peculiar star. It was a unique star that would influence them to go where Jesus was. You see, I think God is saying to some of us right now in 2011, I want you to be some peculiar people. I want you to be some people who stick out. I I didn't use the word sore thumb. But you know what? Our world may feel like those of us who desire to seek to live godly lives will stick out. Like a sore thumb. Because God has called us to be different than the way the world is spinning around. The the third thing I see about this star is this. It was it was a bright star. Yeah, that that, duh. I mean, if, if you if you saw the star, it it evidently was it was a bright star. It, 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 uh, you could see it because it is a bright star. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 16 says, Do everything, now catch these words, do everything, you catching the words? Do everything without grumbling. Arguing kind of gets in there. Complaining gets in there. So that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a warped and a crooked generation. Then you, you catch this? Listen. Then you will shine among them like stars. In the sky, as you hold firmly to the word of God. Matthew five sixteen says like this: In the same way, let your light so shine among others that they may see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven. There's something about a bright star. In in fact, there's something about light. In darkness. Do do you realize this morning that if this place is completely enveloped with darkness at night. That one little light. Will change. Everything. One little light in the darkness will change everything. I mean, there's something about light, folks. You, you, you know what? You're getting tired of me. I mean, it's I, you, we're getting all warm. You're getting a little sleepy. We, we got to catch this here, folks. Here, the light, the light changes everything. Let me give you a little little example of how the light is ch- changes everything. Let's say that you're going from here to Quincy. 
And you're, you're just cruising along and, and you've, you've got your foot pe- pushed to the pedal, not to the metal, pushed to the pedal, and you're going from here to Quincy and, and you know, speed limit 65, I think it was last time I examined the speed limit sign, and you get a little bit past 65. Let's say you're going 71 and a half. And if you see some blue lights in your rear view mirror, it changes everything. It helps you realize that your foot is pressed too firmly to the accelerator. You see, the light, the light changes things. And, 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 and we're lights. When you come to know this Jesus Christ, the light is a part of you. He fills you with light. Now, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, if, if it's because I'm a pastor it's, or because I, I love Jesus this morning, I don't know. But let, let's, let's just, let me just give you a little example as well. Let's say, and this, this happens... I, I, I'm invited to talk, you know, go, go see some guys. And, um, you know, we're having coffee together and, and they're already there and they're, they're having coffee and, and uh, uh, you know, they're talking. And as I come to, to where they're at and they're, they're just, you know, you, you hear some words all of a sudden and you hear some, some of these words called bombs. You know, I'm talking about bomb words. I mean, th- those are the words that you don't, you don't want your kids to hear, for example, okay? And, 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 and it seems as I get closer, the language just changes. And, and sometimes, sometimes when I'm a part of that conversation then, and, and they, they say something like that, well, he, he's, he's the preacher. Oh. And then the language just changes entirely. I don't I don't understand the phenomena of how things change, but when when light comes, it changes everything. And, and sometimes when I'm in those conversations and and one of those words slip, you know, I, and I won't I won't let one of those words slip this morning. But one of those words slips and, and they say something like this. They say, um, oh, excuse my French. And I said, well, I, man, that, I know French. And I haven't heard that one before in French. You, you see, there, there's something that happens when the light comes. And, and the, the light, when it comes, it begins to change everything. He has given us light. He is the light, and He also says to us, you let your light so shine before others that they see your good deeds and they give glory to your God, your Father in heaven. There's just something about light. But but the thing that I see here this morning as I read the Scripture 
is this as well. It was a guiding star. It was a very peculiar star. It was a unique star. It stood out. It was a bright star. It changed everything. But at times it was a hidden star. Did you catch that? For the wise men, at times, it was a hidden star. Are you there? You see, they were following the star. But I'm not sure if it was because it was cloud cover. Or because it was daytime that they couldn't see the star, but they ended up in Jerusalem rather than Bethlehem. You see, you you catching it? They they were going to Bethlehem where Jesus is and they end up in Jerusalem where he's not. And there are. Incredible moments in our lives, every one of us, where we have grief, we have pain, we have all kinds of distractions, and sometimes it seems like Jerusalem is where God is when He's not at all. God does not come to the place that is glamorous. He comes to the place where He is invited. And for a time, they were distracted and they went to Jerusalem and they didn't find him there. We've all been there, folks. I've been there. We've all been there when we've got our eyes off of the star and we got distracted to a place That God didn't intend for us to be, but we arrived there. I see that God is a God of second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, and on and on and on chances so that we can get our eyes back on the star to where God has intended us. To be all along. The star was always there. Amen. The star was always there. They just couldn't see it. Because of where they were at. Jesus is always there. You can count on him. You can count on him. However loudly your emotions or your feelings or the things of life are screaming out to you. (laughs) The star is still there. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I wrote it in blood, Jesus says. Star was always there. And God asks us when the star is not there, it just doesn't seem to be there in our lives, that we walk by faith 
in the direction that he has been leading us all along. And we hold his hand in the darkest night, knowing his hand is there to guide us. Last couple ideas are this. It was a life affecting star. Because when they saw the star once again, verse 10 says, it says they were overjoyed. They were rejoicing. These kids were jumping this morning. I like it. I, I think we ought to have, Brent, I don't know if, if, hey, let's try it sometime. Let's have a song when we do some jumping for the Lord. Huh? Hey, you up to that, man? That's scary, isn't it? <laughs> Rejoice in the Lord. Jump before the Lord. Dance before the Lord. They were overjoyed. They saw the star. Isaiah 61 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made His light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 says, The people who have been walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has now dawned. Glory to God. You see, the light affects our lives. It's a life-affecting star. A dad and mom in the South gave their six-year-old son Instructions to come home from playing in the neighborhood every afternoon, no later than 5 p.m. His parents are quite serious about his curfew when playing with his friends. If he is not home by 5 p.m., then they begin to call the neighbors to find out where he is. The boy knows this. And he is careful to arrive on time every time he's with his friends. Now, one April, Monday, however, the day after daylight savings time went into effect, the boy was late coming home. When he finally arrived, his mother was cross with him. It was 6 p.m., his mother scolded him for being late. You know, you are to be home by five, she said. And here, it's almost six. Puzzled, the little boy pointed out the window, but the light, but the lights, he said. It's the light that tells me when. To come home. And realizing what had happened, his mother smiled. And explained that the day before, the time had been changed. That everyone had reset their clocks to daylight savings time. And now, or back from daylight savings times. And now the daylight lasted an hour longer. 
The boy's eyes narrowed. He said, does, does God know about this? The light affects what we do. The last thing is this. That star was a dying star. They say that every star that ever shines eventually becomes a dying star. So, what's the significance of that? You see, when, when the star led them to Jesus, Jesus became the ultimate star. It did not need that star anymore to guide. Once they had discovered the ultimate star of all time, the guarding, the guiding star of their lives now became Jesus Christ. There's a man by the name of John. Some call him John the Baptist. He, he went to prepare the way of Jesus Christ. And when he introduced others to Jesus Christ, he said, don't look at me anymore. You look to Christ. John said, he must become more and more. And I must become less and less. You have your eyes on a pastor or really anyone. You'll, you'll end up getting disappointed sometime, somewhere, someplace. But if you get your eyes on Him, His light won't ever go out because He's the real thing. He's the star of all time. I'd like to sing that song that we sang just prior to reading the Word this morning. And I don't know if you... You may need to just have a moment to talk with Jesus this morning. It may be that you, you've been walking in darkness and you need to become acquainted with a light who is Jesus Christ. I'd like to invite you to come and talk with Him this morning. It, it may be that you have never experienced in your life the light of Jesus Christ he wants to come and fill you with his light. And it may be this morning that for you, Jesus has become a hidden star. And it's been kind of hard walking in recent days. And you just need to once again say to him, Lord, I'm going to trust you by faith. I'm going to accept your hand in the darkest hour and begin walking with you even though I don't see the light.
I'm going to walk with you.